day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and serving. Paul writing in Romans 12 verse 4 to 5 Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. As Christian disciples, we are called to a life of serving God and other people. We are not alone, but part of a larger body where each member is called to perform a serving function. By serving others as Christian disciples, it shows unity and solidarity to those outside of the church who frequently accuse the church of infighting and devouring one another. So what is all this serving about? The Christian life is not to be static or inactive. The Christian life is to be dynamic and active. The word servant is key in scripture. It is used at least 500 times in its various derivations. When a Christian disciple serves, God's honour is released. This is done because service shows the beauty and glory of Jesus Christ to those being served and also to those who are watching. That is to be our motive for service. Serving is never to be about what the Christian disciple can get out of it. When that is the motive, God is not glorified and honoured. God's glory and supremacy is the goal of a Christian disciple's life. Spiritual growth comes from serving rather than being served. This is because whatever is given in service of God and others Faith grows and Jesus Christ gives back even more. Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 25 verse 15 to 30 tells of the rewards for faithful service and the penalties for being faithless. Serving others is a sign that the Christian disciple is trusting God and having faith in God. Serving God and others is the mark of a spiritually mature Christian disciple and through his service we reflect the greatest servant of all, Jesus Christ, who came to serve and give his very life for others. Mark 10 verse 45 As Christian disciples, we are to be as Jesus Christ, as Paul writes in Romans 8:28 and Philippians 2 verse 5, and we are to serve. Yet if we're honest, we sometimes feel incapable just as Moses did in Exodus chapter 3. An excellent example to follow is that of Stephen in the early chapters of Acts. In serving others, we fulfill the command that Jesus gave to love God and love others. Showing love and serving each other through our spiritual gifts and our giving achieves this aim of obedience to Jesus Christ. And firstly, spiritual gifts. The reason that the Holy Spirit imparts spiritual gifts to Christian disciples is so that the body of Christ is build up, built up. Ephesians 4 verse 12 It's also for the common good of the church body. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 and 1 Corinthians 14 verse 12 and also so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. Writes the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter 4 verse 12 these three reasons signify that God wants Christian disciples to be active in service 
and not still like stagnant water. That is why we have been given spiritual gifts. And if these gifts are not used for God's purposes, then they are utterly useless and meaningless. As Christian disciples, we are dependent upon each other, just as one part of the human body has dependence on another part. That is why we serve each other and use the gifts generously given by God. As all Christian disciples have spiritual gifts, we have a responsibility to discover and to develop them. 1 Timothy 4 verse 14 God has called Christian disciples and equipped them with spiritual gifts and they are not to be neglected. As we are not to neglect our gifts or let other Christian disciples neglect their gifts, we are to fan the gift into flame. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 Much like blowing on embers and stirring them up will restart the flames of a fire. To do this, Christian disciples are to employ the gift faithfully and by asking God to continue their development, strengthening and for the opportunities to use them. Seeking gifts that build up others commands Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 to 12. Ask God faithfully for gifts that give opportunity for service to God and to others. And then there's giving. Every person has in differing quantities time, possessions and money. These things in and of themselves are not evil, although we can make them that way. The whole Christian community is one that is to reflect the Holy Trinity. The church is to be a community where the strongest members support the weakest members. This applies not only to the local church, but also to the universal church, and therefore has a national and international context as well. Too often as Christian disciples, we are found turning a blind eye to the suffering of others, where the bare necessities of life are in sparse existence. Too often we gather possessions and people, instead of giving up our time and money generously, in order to help the poor and the needy of both our local and world communities. Perhaps the greatest indicator of spiritual growth in the Christian disciple concerns their financial giving. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, commands that giving be done wholeheartedly and cheerfully, with a big smile on the face. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7 For the Christian disciple, it's not so much how much is given, but how much is left after giving. God looks behind and beyond the amount that is given to the motive for the giving. All our money and possessions belong to God anyway, so giving is to be in response to this. Giving is to be done out of love for God. Paul offers in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 2 a three-point system for giving. Regularly, methodically, and proportionately. Failure to give back to God's work what he has given the Christian disciple in the first place robs God, Malachi 3 verse 8. The reason it robs is because the giving cannot be used to support those who are working for God. As a result of giving, the Christian disciple will be blessed, Malachi 3 verse 10, and have all their needs satisfied, Philippians 4 verse 19. For more to think about, please do read 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 to 8. 
ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend so that you can pray over any issues together? Question 1. Do I need to change my motivation for serving in any key area of my Christian discipleship? Question 2. How can I serve others more? Question 3. When was the last time I reappraised my giving of money, possessions and or time? As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk Thank you.